This is The Guardian. I'm Jane Lee, coming to you from Wadundjeri land, and this is The Full Story. Community lawyers support some of Australia's most disadvantaged people with a wide range of problems, from chasing debts to fleeing domestic violence. So I've just finished meeting another one of the community legal centre's clients. I'm kind of just struck by how random it is, the need that people have for free legal help, how it can kind of come out of nowhere and that it can be something as simple as trying to buy a car online or taking out some money to pay for you know, a funeral or a horrible family violence incident. Then all of a sudden, you know, the people that find themselves in these situations have nowhere to turn. In a cost of living crisis, demand for free legal help is soaring. But community legal centres are being forced to turn more and more people away as government funding fails to keep up. And it's, it's really giving me a sense, I guess, of, of what's at stake here. In Western New South Wales, one family violence lawyer travels huge distances every month to try and help clients. Now she's about to lose her job. So what do regional communities stand to lose when she leaves? And what will happen to them after she's gone? Today, reporter Nino Bucci finds out what the crisis in the legal assistance sector looks like on the ground. It's Monday, the 19th of June. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. So, Nino, you recently went on a big trip to Western New South Wales. Tell me about that trip. Yeah, so I went up there to meet with two lawyers from the Western New South Wales Community Legal Centre, which are also called CLCs. How about you start, Patrick? Uh, Patrick O'Callaghan, Principal Solicitor at Western New South Wales Community Legal Centre. I'm Francesca Coutry. I'm a domestic violence solicitor at West Women's Legal Support, which is a unit of CLC. Yeah, and I joined them on this big trip they do every month to Western New South Wales towns, including Ningan, Cobar, Burke, Brewarana, Lightning Ridge and Walgett. And so we're doing our Western, what we call our Western Outreach trip, uh, which is a three-day trip to cover about 1,500 kilometres. And, you know, they're all really unique little towns and communities, even though they're kind of in the same part of the country. So we've just arrived in Walgett. And looking at the schedule, we've basically spent as much time driving as the lawyers have spent actually seeing clients, which just 
sort of goes to show, I guess, how resource intensive this is while we're driving the really vast distances between these places. There's absolutely no mobile phone reception. So it's not as if you know, either of these guys can get on the phone and speak to clients in their downtime going between these two places. And, you know, every month, uh, Francesca, who also goes by Frankie, makes this trip, usually with another lawyer. And sort of when they're on that trip, they have, you know, set appointment times where they're going to be in these places. They try and meet up with clients who they might already be assisting, but also meet new clients and also kind of just get the message out to these little towns that, hey, we're the free community lawyers in town. You know, we come here every month. If you've got issues with, you know, an outstanding fine or you might have got an eviction notice or you might have, you know, in Frankie's case who looks after domestic violence, you know, you might have a abusive partner you're trying to get a court order against. You know, there's, there's all these types of quite everyday legal advice that they, they provide. And so her position is funded by the New South Wales government and the funding for that particular role is ending by the end of June. And so basically this was the last time Francesca would be going on this trip. The Western New South Wales CLC has tried to find a way to piece together enough funding to keep her on or replace her with another family violence lawyer, but they just can't find a way. They're really stuck with these current levels of funding. And so basically this was the last time that anybody from that centre, you know, for the foreseeable future would be heading out on the road to provide this domestic violence legal support. But yeah, it is tough when you've been part of their journey. And some clients, you know, you only need to help them for a short time. But I have clients that I've had for over a year um, and telling them that I'm not going to be around anymore is actually really a tough, a tough one. How does the community feel about Francesca leaving? I spoke to Karen Barker. And I'm program manager with Barang's Domestic Family Violence Program, picking up the pieces in Burke. And it was a huge blow to her. You could tell that she was so upset and troubled about the impact it was going to have on, on that community, especially because she says that she's seeing an increase in reoffending rates amongst family violence perpetrators and She's not sure whether that's because of more rec- reporting or more increased incidents, but nevertheless, she says they really need that kind of support that Frankie can provide. Is there a risk that it will actually result in women and kids being less safe, not having that face-to-face legal access? Um, absolutely. 100%. It, it's putting people further at risk because they're not accessing the supports that are available to them. Um, it... I'm still in a little bit of shock that it's actually happening and this decision's been made. So just for me, it's just ridiculous, to be honest with you, because we need people on the ground. It's as simple as that. There's certain stuff that does need a lawyer to kind of get their hands on it and say, hey, you, you might not know, but you've actually got a legal right to go and do A, B and C. Having that person who's a face for your actual organisation versus some random person who's a stranger on the phone when you're already in a position where you're really not trusting many people as it is. We're talking about remote communities where everybody knows everyone. Um, it's already 
dangerous going to seek help for some people, um, really dangerous for some. They're going through something awful and it's a really hard time in their life. So building that trust is so important because why would you want to spill your heart out or, you know, talk about these really hard things that you more than likely haven't even told the police? That trust is really, really important. These lawyers aren't just providing legal advice. They sort of act like quasi-counsellors. They connect them with other services, you know, around housing and, and other infrastructure that they might need help with mental health support, um, homelessness support. They can provide sort of financial counselling and, and assist with issues like bills, um, outstanding debts. So their role is much greater than just, I suppose, providing legal support. And so apart from family violence cases, what other kinds of legal problems do these community lawyers help people solve? Yeah, so they do general family law matters, I guess. They can handle different, you know, employment cases. There might be a bank or a telecommunications provider or a real estate agent that are chasing people for money. And I met one of Pat's clients in this little room off the side of this beautiful old heritage-listed courthouse in Burke, which is in northwest New South Wales. Uh, my name's Greg Morris. Um, just come down to about some legal stuff and that, yeah. So Greg found a an ad online for a Malu Holden Ute that he said he's always wanted, and it wasn't a small amount of money by any stretch. How much money are we talking about? Uh, I think it was around about 26200 yeah. Greg had sold his motorbike and he'd cashed in some of his super to get the funds to buy that car. Like when COVID hit, I lost my job and that, and I thought, oh, well, I better get a car because that way I could go get another job, you know, like like out of town or whatever, you know. I ended up getting the money through um, my super, so I had to dip in my super twice and uh, I knew I, like, I shouldn't dip into it, but... It's probably the only way I could get that money to, to find a good car, you know. Without a car, it's impossible for people like Greg in you know, regional and remote areas like Burke to find and keep work. Sometimes I like to mow people lawns and that, and that's what I've been trying to get back into. And, yeah, you need a vehicle to do that. And there was a couple of jobs out on the farms and that. And I suppose you got the meat works too, but they built that right out of town, so... You've got to have a vehicle. And he basically started communicating with the person selling this ute on Gumtree. He paid the money, he showed up. And we were supposed to meet in Dubbo to, like, to pick up the car, but, yeah, we just never turned up and yeah, just been trying to fight ever since through court to get it, get it back or get the money back. Next, how does free legal help support regional communities? Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard. 
But thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. So, Nino, before the break, we heard that there's a wide range of problems that community lawyers deal with. Who exactly is eligible for free legal help from community legal centres? Yeah, so it's it's the people who need it most. These are non-profit organisations that are designed to give free legal advice. And, you know, there's also specialist Aboriginal legal services, but 40% of the Western New South Wales CLC's clients are First Nations people. And it's important to kind of note that unlike legal aid, which can provide free representation to people in court, including when they're facing, you know, serious criminal matters, CLCs are more aimed at protecting people from further harm. And, you know, Patrick kind of describes it as like Medicare for the justice system. It's basically something that exists when people need lawyers almost out of the blue and without expecting it, there's something there to help them when they when they need that. Hmm. But the, the problem we've got and the problem I saw when I was on this kind of outreach trip is that there's this growing number of people who need free legal help because of the rising cost of living or, you know, kind of lingering issues from the pandemic. And at the same time, funding isn't growing to meet that demand. Mm. You know, I see a direct connection between the way our employment industry in this country has shifted to being far more casual in the labour space and, and, and that impacts people's ability to earn money and therefore they fall into this space of they earn too much to get legal aid but they don't earn enough to go and pay 50 plus grand what it's going to cost to engage a lawyer to represent them through that process. And so we're trying to, you know, fill a bit of a gap where we can in that space. So for these people who can't afford a lawyer to represent them in court but don't qualify for legal aid, the only option they really have is to get advice from a CLC so that they can advocate for themselves in legal disputes. And this region is well known for having high rates of um, disadvantage, which meant they'd manifest themselves in different ways, including um, domestic violence. And so we've always been very conscious of wanting to be able to provide a service to meet those needs. So if people are relying on this kind of legal advice for their livelihoods and sometimes for their personal safety in abusive relationships, it must be really hard having to wait a whole month to receive it face-to-face when these community lawyers come to town rather than, say, getting it over the phone or online, right? Yeah, for sure. And the clients themselves might have these really personal problems that they can't discuss over the phone or and, and they might not be able to find the time, I guess, to go all the way down to Dubbo, where the Western CLC is based, to discuss them. This getting on the road and being able to come out just means it makes it much easier for them. They could speak to somebody locally who hopefully is able to then connect them with us and then um, ensure that they can get you know, some assistance to help try and manage these problems before they get uh, too big and too problematic, um, given the complex and very personal and highly sensitive um, nature of 
experiences that our clients have had. Um, we think the least that we could do and we need to do is to be able to sit down with them and have those conversations in person. And I also kind of came across a few people on the trip that it was clear, yes, they didn't necessarily trust people who were on the phone or who were online, but they also weren't as literate with doing things online. So there was that other kind of aspect to it as well. So you don't really think about it, but getting in contact with these people is so hard. On this trip, I've seen clients that don't have a phone, don't have an email address, share a phone with somebody that and their family member. Sending them something in the mail takes forever. It's those little things that you don't really realise are an impact. And how much public funding is available for community legal centres like this, Nino? Yeah, so the state and federal governments contribute a share of funding to a number of legal assistance services, including legal aid commissions, Aboriginal legal services and community legal centres under this agreement called the National Legal Assistance Partnership, which is currently $2 billion over five years. The current agreement expires next June and the Attorney General's department says it's going to be reviewed later this year. But the national body that supports CLC's Community Legal Centres Australia says it's disappointing that the recent budget didn't do more to help and the Law Council says this revision needs to happen sooner as more people are being turned away from services. We know it's kind of a perennial problem though. You know, legal assistance services are always underfunded. They're always stretched. So the issue is not just about the pool of funding. It's that you might get a 12-month position funded for one particular service and then you might get 12 months for another particular service and it's that it's all very bitty. Which makes planning and um, trying to set your strategic direction in terms of forward planning, especially with that two to five year window that you'd like to be able to look forward to, to to try and set yourself goals and objectives around what you want to achieve in that time frame. a bit more difficult when funding um, is either for a year or two or is finishing at a different time to what our core funding does. I know that when Labor was in opposition, they promised to add more funding to legal assistance services if they were elected. Why hasn't this happened? Look, it's difficult to say, and I think we're all very conscious of the fact that financially the country is in a much worse position than Labor probably thought it was going to be when they were in opposition. But certainly the Federal Attorney General, Mark Dreyfus, is somebody who for a long time has really made clear he wants to reform this sector. Uh, He said in a speech to a legal conference in April last year that it would be one of the three key matters that he would be working on from week one of being in government. Hmm. The reality is they haven't necessarily been able to do anything transformative yet in this sector. And I guess we'll kind of see when this next plan is negotiated before June next year, how big a change it is actually going to make and how big a change I suppose they can afford. But right now, all over Australia at regional centres like the Western CLC or in inner city centres like others that I've visited, they're being forced to make these really tough choices. You know, they're freezing services, not taking on any new clients. They're cutting staff or reducing the types of services they can provide based on these current levels of funding. So if something doesn't change, we could just see less of these services and, and more people turned away. So Francesca's, you know, I kind of asked her about all this and she said she feels terrible about it. You know, she feels 
as if it's a complete waste that somebody like her who does work that she knows is really important is just not going to be able to visit these regions anymore. Yeah, that's been a really hard conversation I've had to go around having with everyone, which has not been fun. Um, I can only hope that, you know, we get to continue coming out here. And But for the meantime, we're just not sure how that's going to be possible. When I had to tell these guys that's going to be the case for a little while, you can see that they acknowledged it was a huge, it's going to have a huge impact on the people we assist. Yeah, it's tough. And how difficult is it for community legal centres to attract and keep staff under this kind of funding arrangement? That's really hard when you're based somewhere like Dubbo, where all the lawyers you're typically kind of relying on recruiting come from big centres like Sydney or maybe Newcastle or other places in that are far bigger, so they're not as well paid as somebody might be able to make in another you know, private practice or business. It's not just that these places are saying, hey, we'd love much more money. It's that they just want a little bit more certainty as well. It, it's rough. Um, I love doing this job, so I'd, um, but it can make, it makes it hard for solicitors, I guess, when you don't have that security because getting people to move out to the regions from the city is tough enough. Like Pat said, staff retention, um, it takes a lot to get them out here and then when you can only give them a year at a time, then it's not that much incentive for people to stay sometimes. It's tricky. So Patrick told me that increases in inflation have meant that they can and must increase the wages they pay to their lawyers, which is a really good thing, but their funding has stayed the same. And so it's going to be a little bit of a white-knuckle ride over the next year to kind of work out how these centres balance that increase in wages for their staff while their funding is exactly the same as as it has been. So everybody's sort of hoping that, in a year's time, there's a bit of relief. Nino, if community legal centres continue to be forced to cut back outreach programs like this one, how will people in this area access legal services? Look, I think they probably won't. And the reason why that matters is that the longer some of these problems that people have go, whether it's a domestic violence situation they're caught in or whether it's an issue with money they're owed, the longer they go without legal help, the worse that situation gets. That can actually have an impact on the entire town that these people live in. You know, you've got all these people who aren't given the assistance they need at the time they need it. That does have an impact on their broader families and on their families' families and everybody else that kind of makes up the fabric of those small communities. So it's really important to understand here, this is not a story about lawyers wanting more money. You know, the opportunity to obviously connect with clients across the region as we've been travelling through is the core part of, you know, the work we're trying to do and the outcomes we're trying to achieve. And um, I always feel very privileged and very, you know, honoured that I get to do that. This is a story about an essential service that everybody should have access to and that you do not know you need access to it until you do. That was Nino Bucci, Guardian Australia's justice and courts reporter. To find out more about the Western New South Wales CLC, you can read Nino's article, which goes into more detail about his trip and includes more interviews that he conducted with the centre's lawyers and their clients. It's called Medicare for the Justice System, the New South Wales lawyers who cover 200,000 square kilometres to see their clients. We'll post a link to that article on the Full Story website. 
This episode was produced by Krishma Luthria, Phoebe McIlwraith, myself, and Camilla Hannon, who also did the sound design and mixing. Our theme music was composed by Joe Koning. The executive producer was Hannah Parks. I'm Jane Lee. Catch you next time. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.